0: now, here's your host, self-declared messy living expert, Katrina Fava.
1: Hello. Hi everyone. Good morning, welcome or good afternoon, I guess, depending wherever you are in the world. Welcome to Messy Adventures in Living. I'm your host, your messy living expert, Katrina Fava. Thanks for joining me today. We are going to be talking about something very cool today. Um, Our show today is called, Why Can't Anyone See How Brilliant I Am? So, so, um, why can't anyone see how brilliant I am? Or sometimes it might sound like this. Why can't anyone see how brilliant I am? (laughs) Yes, exactly. I hear it with a whiny voice too. Or sometimes it sounds like this. Why can't anyone see how brilliant I am? <laughs> totally with the whiny voice, I think. fits so much better. So have you been feeling like no one sees your brilliance? Do you ever come up with an amazing creation, get super excited about it, and then go to share it with someone only to feel totally deflated when they aren't impressed? Do you know that you're doing an amazing job at work, but your boss just will not acknowledge you for it? How often do you allow this to completely dull your shine and stop your creations? So let me ask you a question. Does the sun stop shining if no one sees it? Does its warmth and light still contribute to the world, even if no one acknowledges it? When the sun goes down in your part of the world, is the sun still shining? Is it still contributing to the earth? So, what would it take to be willing to be all of your big, bright, shiny self, knowing that you're a contribution to the world, even if no one ever sees you? What gift have you been withholding because you think no one can see it? Yet. <laughs> so, I want to tell you a little bit about what, where this this um, topic came from for me. Um, A few years ago when I was introduced to the tools of Access Consciousness, uh, for anyone who's not listening who's not familiar with Access, it's a body of work that really um, inspires you to know that you know and offers you some tools and techniques and information to change anything that's going on for you in your life. And one of the main tools or the main ideas in Access is that Asking a question is empowering and a conclusion is disempowering. So a lot of the tools that Access offers are actually in the form of questions. Um, And you can get more info at accessconsciousness.com. So a few years ago, I was introduced to these awesome, awesome tools. And I started to have a new sense of owning my own awesomeness when I started to use the tools of access. Um, one of the questions, one of the tools that it offers, which I thought was awesome, is what if you're not as fucked up as you think you are? And another really cool one is what if all those things that you've decided are a wrongness are actually your strongness? And so when I was introduced to these at first, I really, they threw me, they were pretty new kind of ideas because I had, you know, like most of you probably, judged myself for a whole bunch of different things throughout my whole life. And so when I first heard these, I started to, and and really started asking these questions in my life and started to really run with them. I started to get a really new sense of owning my own gifts and acknowledging my beliefs. It was exciting and it was awesome. And I was like, wow, what can I create in the world? And I started to create some new things. And then after a while, I started to get pissed off because I started to realize that some people couldn't, well, okay, I started to think, let me put it that way, I started to think that no one was seeing me. I was and seeing me like not with your eyes, because clearly here I am, but like no one I had the sense no one was seeing the magic that I was, the awesomeness that I was, the brilliance that I was, and it was frustrating for me and and I was getting mad, and I was like, What is wrong with people? <laughs> Can't you see me um, And so I started to really become very frustrated and so I've been looking at this topic for a really long time. So let me give you a little bit of a little bit of a um a little bit of information about how this kind of developed over, over my life. So there was a time when I was quite young that I can remember. So as I was preparing for this show I started to think about like when I was a kid and having that sense of you know just being and and just being alive and like not really judging myself and just being awesome because just because. And you know, when I was a kid, I liked me, and pretty, you know, I knew that I was pretty cool. I knew I was awesome. I knew what my gifts were. Um, you know, I I I really loved to be around people. Um, I you know, in school, in school, I was really good at spelling. Um, I was really good at grammar. I really liked to write. I loved speaking in groups. I did really well at school in public speaking. Um, I like to talk in general, and I learned languages really easily. I noticed that when I was studying French and Italian and, and we're talking like young. Um, I was picking it up very easily. I could, like, I could enunciate words in different languages really well. I could mimic accents easily. Loved writing. Um, I loved to talk. I always felt like I I never could talk fast enough because my ideas were going so so fast. And as I um, went to school, the teachers really liked me and they acknowledged me for these gifts. And this, well, they, yes, they gave me report cards, and the report cards said that I was awesome at all these things that I knew I was actually awesome at. <laughs> um, they liked me. I was I was a kid that um, was eager to ask questions. I knew a lot of stuff just intuitively. And then, you know, throughout, I had some hints of judgment thrown in there, um, I, like, was aware of sometimes when kids, other kids would judge me. I remember, I think I remember my first memory of being judged was being in a French class and reading something in French and reading it with like a really great French accent. And, um, everybody was looking at me strangely, like what, what a show off, you know, like, what are you doing? Why do you, yes, we read. Like I I, I knew that I, I was able to enunciate well. And I remember the moment that I totally shut that down because I remember reading out loud in class and there were snickers. And I, ever since then I stopped, I actually used to pretend not to be able to read French well. I would like stop the, I would pretend that I had a bad accent. So funny, the things we do, right so the 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 talents that I knew I had and the awesomeness that I just was being started to be validated um by report cards for me um, It felt good right i I liked it I would read the report cards, my mom was always happy it felt it felt like um I could. I was encouraged to keep going, shining and being me. And then something happened, probably around the age of like 11 or 12. Something started to change. Um, So in school specifically, I remember it was multiplication. (laughs) So before multiplication, I got A's in school and I never tried. I didn't do anything. I was just being and I was getting great grades, and my report cards were awesome, and my teachers thought I was awesome. And then um, I started to get lower grades in math, and um, I didn't really like to study. That was it. I remember I had to study multiplication, and I didn't like it, and I didn't want to memorize. I'd never done that before, and it was boring, and I didn't want to do it. (laughs) BM equals before multiplication. (laughs) That's hilarious, Rhonda. Oh, my goodness. So, um, as teachers started saying things to me, like, or they started saying things on my report card, and to my mom, they started saying, if only she would just apply herself. You know, she really has so much potential. If only she would apply herself. And I hated when teachers said that to me. It just felt so twisted and gross. Um, it was like I took it as, well, she could be great, but she's not. She could be great if she did it like this. And then the years went on and I started to buy that actually I wasn't as awesome as I thought. I was like, huh? here I have been thinking I'm awesome, but maybe I'm not because my grades are going down on the report card. And my teachers keep telling me that I have potential, but I'm not studying and I'm not applying myself. What's wrong with me? Um, And then I remember clearly in grade 7, the beginning of grade 7, so I don't know, how old are you in grade 7, 12? I had a teacher who said something to me like, you think you're so smart? Hello, this is Ada Zenza.
0: Do you wait until all the traffic lights are green before you get in your car? Of course you don't. Are you waiting until you have everything perfect to begin living? Most of us have learned not to take any steps until we have all the information to make the right choice. What if the opposite is true? What if it's choice that creates awareness? Are you willing to make lots of messy choices so you can begin to see the possibilities that you didn't even think existed? Listen for Messy Adventures in Living radio show with self-declared messy living expert Katrina Fava. Every Monday at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 8 Central, 7 Mountain, and 6 Pacific on A2Zen.fm. How much more expansive would your life be if you were willing to get messy with your choices?
2: What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? When you have a Bars session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a Bars class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life?
3: What if you really do change molecules by your interaction with them? What if the change you've been looking for is right before your eyes? Thirteen years ago, I started to truly ask questions. Actually, I started to be the question, and everything changed for me. What if there are no dumb questions, or any question too large? What if you, being you, are the gift and the change this world requires? Is now the time? For more questions to create a change in your world, sign up for a free video series at beingyouclass.com. My gift to you, beingyouclass.com.
0: You're listening to Messy Adventures in Living with Petrina Fava. To participate in today's show, please call in the US 815 880 8255 In Canada, 613-800-8736. In the UK, 33 one 625 Or you can Skype us at a2zen.fm. You can also ask questions or comment by email by sending to Petrina at PetrinaFava.com. Now, here's Petrina with more Messy Adventures.
1: Hey, welcome back to Messy Adventures in Living. So, before we went to the break, we were talking about the title of the show, Why Can't Anyone See How Brilliant I Am? Why? Why can't they see? <laughs> um, so I was talking a little bit about um, uh, being introduced to the tools of access. I a few years ago I started to really own my greatness and really start to acknowledge my capacities, and it was felt amazing. And um, you know, in preparation for the show, I was looking back on you know what this is for me. I went through. A period of time where I was getting really frustrated after being introduced to access and you know being really looking at my own greatness and finally acknowledging it. I started to get really upset because I would look look around and some of my friends and family um, and people around me. I felt like
2: couldn't see
1: how awesome I was. And I, I and you know every I'm gonna just maybe do a clearing actually about everywhere you've decided that acknowledging your awesomeness means you're conceited. <laughs> and, um, you know, yeah, so everywhere you have decided that acknowledging how great you are means that you're conceited or you're full of yourself, and everywhere you don't want to be that conceited, full of yourself person, will you please destroy and uncreate all that, right and wrong, good and bad, pot and puck, all nine shorts boys and beyonds. So that thing I just said is called the Access Consciousness Clearing Statement, if you've never heard it before. Um, It's a way of just blasting some energy that comes up when you talk about something. And if you want some more information about it, you can go to the website. It has its very own website, www.theclearingstatement.com. So yeah, so I started started to really acknowledge my gifts and I was looking in preparation for the show about I was looking back and, and wondering like what what happened over my life or you know, what kinds of things was I choosing over my life? Because I remember a time when I was quite young when I was really aware of my gifts and I owned them and I knew I was awesome. Um and I just went for it, and I just was me. Um, as I was my brilliant self, and I just was, just because. And then I realized that as I got older, some, some I started to become aware of some judgments, and I noticed that I was getting a lot of, like, validation from teachers. And I think I was talking earlier, and I was kind of it, calling it acknowledgement, but I don't actually... It wasn't always acknowledgement, and I'm going to talk a little bit about the difference between acknowledgement and validation in a little while, but I started to get validated for those things that I knew were true, the gifts that I knew I had. Um, I started to be validated for them by getting report cards from my teachers. Uh, Petrina is, you know, a wonderful speaker, and she speaks easily in groups, and Petrina does really well in languages, and so I would look at this um, report card and be like, oh, look, um, that's cool. They're, that's true. I am those things and I know that. <laughs> and, and that was great, except that something started to happen. Um, as that changed, so as I was not validated on my report card for things that I knew were my gifts and I started to get, you know, quote unquote, lower grades, um, I started to question my awesomeness, and I started to question my i started to question myself and I started to look at oh maybe i'm not as awesome as I think I am um and I also started to look at concepts like humility and um humble being humble and that kind of thing, so just before we left off, I was about to give an example of. I remember a very specific moment when I was about 11 or 12, and I think it was like my history teacher or something. And um, uh, he said to me, I I was like starting to have trouble not completing my homework because previously I would never study and I would get like AIDS on my report card all the time. And then there were things that I wasn't, you know, I guess, quote unquote, a knack at uh, multiplication, like certain things that I felt like I didn't, I couldn't get the answers. And so, um, but my grades started to drop and I was not completing my homework. And this teacher said, he said to me, you, you think you're, you think you're so smart that you don't have to do your homework. And there was something about the way he said it. Um, there was some weird energy behind it that I didn't I wasn't aware of it then at all, but I'm really aware of it now. I was just looking at this. There was some very weird energy behind it. It was kind of like snide, like a snide comment. And I had never really had anything like that directed at me before, certainly not by a teacher. But it really stuck me or it really allowed it to stick me. Um And it kind of started to spiral downwards from there, to be honest. I I really started to think that I was being a smartass. It was like, I'm not actually brilliant. I'm actually just this smartass kid who doesn't think I have to do my homework. And slowly, slowly, I started to see myself in a different light. And I started to focus on my faults more than my gifts. And as I started having trouble in school, and my marks started to dip, the validation that I was getting on my report card wasn't there anymore. But there was something inside me that I still knew. So somewhere underneath, it all, I knew that I was still pretty cool, but it was getting buried because the people who were telling me I was awesome, who I thought were seeing me, or who were at least validating me on my report card and I mean I'm using schools as an example, but you know other other areas as well i I started to notice that they weren't i started to I felt like they weren't noticing me anymore. And I started to hide. I actually started to hide. Um, I changed schools. I changed schools when I was, in at that time, in grade 7, about 12. And that also was one of those um, big shifts. There was a big shift that happened. So all of a sudden, teachers didn't like me at this new school. Uh, I wasn't one of the smartest kids, where I, as I was in my previous school. I felt like I wasn't really the only one. So previously, I used to like the fact that, like, I was the only one in my class with really curly hair. It sounds like such a ridiculous um, example, but I remember being, like, so told how awesome my hair was, and there was... <laughs> And there was nobody else in my class that had, like, really curly hair. And then I went to this new school, and there's this girl, she has even curlier hair than I did. And I was like, well, guess I'm not that awesome after all, since I'm not the only one with curly hair. I suck. <laughs> right? How ridiculous. So I started to do comparison. And I started to judge my worth based on what I thought other people were worth. So what is the value of being the only one, being special, but being special by being the only one that has a particular talent? Because then what happens when you meet somebody who has the same talent as you or whose talent you think is greater than yours now or someone else? Judges to be greater than yours. Are you now less? Are you less? Comparison. By the time I went to high school, I felt practically non-existent. I didn't know what my capacities were. I didn't think I had any talents, actually. By the time I went to high school, I thought I was ugly. I was sure that I sucked at math because one of my teachers in grade 8 told me I did. And she suggested that I don't take an advanced math in high school, that I need to take a general math because I was struggling and I believed her and so I did. So here I was, this person in high school in a general math class, you know, where the dumb kids are. And I started to become a wallflower and I started to not acknowledge my gifts anymore. I actually didn't want to be noticed, but I kind of did. It was a really interesting time. I was fading into the background, purposely. I know I was hiding. I didn't want anyone to notice me. I never raised my hand. I never answered questions in class. I never wanted to stand up in front of the class and speak in a group. I was trying not to be noticed. But somewhere I was secretly really wanting someone to notice me. It was kind of hoping that someone would see me underneath everything. Underneath all the hiding. Kind of like a... um, a diamond in the rough, hoping that someone would find me. I was just going to be really quiet and fade into this wall now. I'm going to just fade into the wall and hope that someone sees me. I used to do this with boys all the time. So there would be like some cute boys that I used to like, and I would never say half a sound to them and then wonder why boys didn't pay attention to me. But I was doing this thing where I was purposely hiding while also secretly hoping for someone to notice me. So how many of you are doing that? How much are you hiding and then hoping that even when you're hiding, someone will notice how brilliant you are? And everything that brings up for you, will you please destroy and uncreate it all? Right, wrong, good and bad, pawn and pock, all nine, shorts, boys and beyonds so we're going to take a, a quick break and we're going to come back and talk some more about why can't anyone see how brilliant i am we're going to look at validation and acknowledgement so you are listening to messy adventures in the living with patrina fava on A Zen.fm. we will be right back stay tuned
0: Do you wait until all the traffic lights are green before you get in your car? Of course you don't. Are you waiting until you have everything perfect to begin living? Most of us have learned not to take any steps until we have all the information to make the right choice. What if the opposite is true? What if it's choice that creates awareness? Are you willing to make lots of messy choices so you can begin to see the possibilities that you didn't even think existed? Listen for Messy Adventures in Living radio show with self-declared messy living expert Katrina Fava every Monday at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 8 Central, 7 Mountain, and 6 Pacific on A2Zen.fm. How much more expansive would your life be if you were willing to get messy with your choices?
2: What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head the best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a boys class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life?
0: You're listening to Messy Adventures in Living with Petrina Fava. To participate in today's show, please call... In the US, 815-880-8255. In Canada, 613-800-8736. In the UK, 033-0001-0625. Or you can Skype us at a 2 zenfm you can also ask questions or comment by email by sending to Petrina at patrinafava.com Now, here's Petrina with more Messy Adventures.
1: Hey, welcome back to Messy Adventures in Living. Thanks for hanging in there and joining us back again. We're talking about why can't anyone see how brilliant I am today? And um, before we went to break, I uh, was talking a little bit about um, hiding, while also wishing that somebody would see you, and wondering why anybody, nobody can see you. So, how many of you have been doing that? I have, for sure. For years, I have been doing that. Hiding. It was like it was like the theme of my high school years. Honestly, it was the theme of my high school years. Here, let me just blend into this wall. I'm not going to talk. I'm going to be really small, energetically. I'm actually kind of, I'm short anyways. I'm like five, one and a half. But but I know now that I was making myself energetically so invisible throughout high school. Uh, I was convinced that I was ugly. Convinced. Um, I was convinced that I was not smart. I think I had still a little slight hint that I was still awesome. But the theme for me during high school was just blend in. And then, why isn't anybody seeing me? How come the boys are not talking to me? Hold on, hold on. Let me shrink into the wall now. (laughs) So how many of you who are on this call are wondering why no one can see you while also hiding? So my new favorite thing to do now, (laughs) lately, especially while having my own radio show, is looking up words, uh, especially looking up the etymology of words. So um, when you when you look up words that uh, – and you look up meanings of words from like the 1800s or whatever, I don't know, a really long time ago, it's really interesting what you find actually. And a lot of times you might discover that the original meaning of the word is quite different than the meaning of the word nowadays and how we use it. And a lot of times you can really tell that the energy behind the word is quite different. Uh, and we're using it to convey a very different energy today than it was originally intended. So I looked up a couple words. And I looked up, first of all, validation. So we t- we've we been throwing around some words today. Uh, one of them is validation, the other one is acknowledgement. So I looked up both of them. And I found out that validation in, in today's dictionary means having force in law, legally binding, strong, effective, powerful, active. To be strong. Yeah. Rhonda in the chat room, validation, having force, yikes, exactly, right? But you know what I thought was really interesting? Having force in law, legally binding. Hello, can you say judgment? Judgment, having force in law, legally binding. Validation is frickin' judgment. (laughs) And I kind of knew that before, but when I saw that in the dictionary, I was like, wow, there it is. So much dense energy, says Rhonda. Exactly. Really. So everywhere you are looking for validation, everywhere you are looking for people's judgments, in order to feel good about yourself, in order to feel like you're seen, but actually what you're looking for is their judgments which will always make you feel like crap because judgment is a lie, will you please just not create all that? Right, wrong, good, bad, pop, pop, all nine shorts, boys, and beyond. So I I also had a sense, I, I've also, we've been talking about why, maybe we haven't but <laughs> been talking about it, but I've also had this sense of like, there's a difference between being validated and people telling me how awesome I am and being received. So, does anybody ever tell you that you're great, and you know they're full of crap? Or it's like this, like it, it's kind of empty, right? What about being received? Have you ever been truly received? And it's a hard. It's it's not easy to define it in words for me, anyways. But there's a certain energy with when someone truly receives you, receives all that you be. Um, So I looked up receiving. We're going to get back to acknowledgement. I know I'm all over the place. I looked up receiving. And the Latin meaning for the word receiving is regain, take back, bring back, recover, take to oneself. And when I looked up acknowledge... This is etymology online, by the way. So we're talking way back in the day. Acknowledge means to recognize. And acknowledgement is a token of due recognition. So look at these two words, receiving and acknowledge. So receiving is regaining. Take back, bring back, recover, take to oneself. And then acknowledge is recognize a token of due recognition. And remember that validation is having force in law. But do you see the similarity between receiving and acknowledging?
2: Yeah, Rhonda,
1: um, acknowledgement is so much lighter, absolutely, than validation. So the tie between acknowledge and receiving is that it's about recognizing and regaining So when you can perceive that someone is not receiving you or is not acknowledging you, if those two words mean to recognize and regain and take back and bring back and recover and take to oneself, what's really going on? How much are they actually not recognizing that greatness in themselves. So if you're out there being your great big shiny self and you're awesome and you know you're awesome and you're being you're being as big as you can be and someone is not acknowledging that and they're not receiving it could it be that it's because they are not acknowledging that greatness in themselves? That they can't recognize it in themselves, or they, not that they can't, but they won't. And it's okay. But just be aware that that thing that you feel, that you perceive, that you're aware of, might actually have absolutely nothing to do with you. It might actually be that they cannot see it in themselves. So, how can you? So, so instead, what we do is we look for validation, which is this thing of judge, which is basically judgment, and they can validate right, so you can go and be a big, shiny, shiny, shiny you, and they and they're and the person on the other end is maybe putting up some walls. they can't receive it, they don't recognize it, they don't recognize it in themselves, but they can do validation. And they can go, wow, that's actually really great. Yeah, that's awesome. That's good work you did there. And it it feels different. It feels a little bit more empty. So what would happen then if you were your big, awesome, great, fantastic self all the way, not just a little bit, but all the way, What contribution could you be to the world? Is it possible that by being as brilliant and shining as brilliant as you possibly can, as brilliant as you really are, would allow others to see the greatness in themselves as well? Right? If we're talking about acknowledgement and receiving as the ability to recognize and the ability to regain and take back oneself, then what a disservice are we doing to the world when we shrink, when we dull our shine because we don't think that anyone can see us? And how much could we change the world just by being, just by but really being, being all of us. So what would it take to acknowledge all of those who can receive you and who are willing to receive you instead of validating the judgments of those who cannot? Right? What would it take to to really... Acknowledge, really look at, and really receive. Who would it take to receive those who can receive you? Instead of looking for the validation or judgments of others who can't see you, because they can't see themselves, and everything that does not allow that, will you please destroy and uncreate it all? Right and wrong, good and bad. Pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. A little while ago, my friend Christine, who you might know from A to Zen, acknowledged me for something. It was last week, actually. I was sitting on her couch. (laughs) And she said, I won't get into exactly what it is, but she said something like, she said, no, you don't do that. You do something else. I see you. I watch you, you do this. And it was this really beautiful acknowledgement. I almost felt like crying and it was it it was such a different energy than just validation. Um you know, can you think of moments or people who truly acknowledge the gift that you are in a very real way, not just validating, not just talking, not just saying the words but really receiving you, it feels amazing. And so I invite you to be all of you so that others will start to see themselves and recognize themselves. And by being you, you can be the invitation to that. Not the half-ass you. Not the half-ass you. You can't just be the half-ass you. I think that's kind of what I was doing. I was like, wow, I'm awesome. Thanks, Access Tools. I know I'm awesome. And then I was being awesome sometimes or around some people. I would allow myself to really shine around certain people. And then around other people, I would really hold that. And I have been actually labeling that as not willing to receive other people's judgments. Um, And actually just in preparation for the show and doing the show, you know, one of my favorite questions to ask is, what am I aware of? And so, you know, how aware have I been of other people's unwillingness to receive me, but more their unwillingness to receive themselves, the unwillingness to recognize what I be, or the, the shininess, or the excited about lifeness, or whatever that is, whatever it is, all that heaviness that I was perceiving and labeling judgment, and you know maybe some of it is judgment, but it, it's also how much of that is my awareness of the walls and the contraction in their universe, because they are not willing to see it themselves. So we are going to take another break, and then we are going to come back and talk a little bit more about... Um, Being your awesome, brilliant self, you're listening to Messy Adventures in Living here on hzn.fm. Please stay tuned. We'll be back soon.
0: Do you wait until all the traffic lights are green before you get in your car? Of course you don't. Are you waiting until you have everything perfect to begin living? Most of us have learned not to take any steps until we have all the information to make the right choice. What if the opposite is true? What if it's choice that creates awareness? Are you willing to make lots of messy choices so you can begin to see the possibilities that you didn't even think existed? Listen for Messy Adventures in Living radio show with self-declared messy living expert Katrina Fava every Monday at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 8 Central, 7 Mountain, and 6 Pacific on A2Zen.fm. How much more expansive would your life be if you were willing to get messy with your choices?
2: What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a Bars class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life?
0: You're listening to Messy Adventures in Living with Petrina Fava. To participate in today's show, please call... In the U.S., 815-880-8255. In Canada, 613-800-8736. In the U.K., 033-0001-0625. Or, you can Skype us at a2zen.fm. You can also ask questions or comment by email by sending to Petrina at patrinababa.com Now, here's Patrina with more messy adventures.
1: Hey, thanks for joining us. You're listening to Patrina Fava on Messy Adventures in Living on 8 FM. So, while I was on break, I was just thinking that I should probably talk about myself and not hide. Haha.
3: <laughs>
1: so, so if um if this is your first time listening or you want to know a little bit about me let me tell you some of the cool things that i am up to so i have a lot of really cool capacities and here are some of them (laughs) um so i am um uh, your messy living expert i like to do a whole bunch of different things recently um Well, actually last night at work I'm a registered nurse and I actually just worked a night shift last night um some people were saying to me god you do so many different things like how in the world do you do all that um and I really like to do a lot of fun things I have a couple different businesses going uh I'm a mom of three um my awesome kids are 11 and 8 and 5 and um I'm also a registered nurse. I I work as a registered pediatric nurse part-time. I also teach nursing part-time. I teach a whole slew of classes. I teach infant massage classes, and I teach groove dance. Um, I'm also an Access Consciousness Bars and Body Process Facilitator, and I have my own radio show, and you know that because you're listening to me. And I'm also a published author. Recently, I uh, was published in a book called Creations: Conscious uh, Fertility, Conception, Pregnancy, and Birth. Um, and I also make my own natural body products. Did you know that? So um, I have a line of body products called Naturally Happy Body. You um, didn't know that, Rhonda? Yes. Naturally Happy Body is my website, <laughs> um, naturallyhappybody.com. I make lotions and lip balms and body scrubs and really luscious stuff for your body because I like bodies and I like the love mine up too. So, so that's me. Um, that's my little practice, get out and don't hide on your own radio show, silly. It's <laughs> my awareness I had during the break okay so we were talking about we looked up some cool words validation and acknowledgement and receiving and how they all kind of tie into this um, thing about why can't anyone see me and acknowledgement and receiving are so similar they both acknowledgement really talks about a recognizing a token of recognition and then Um, receiving is about regaining taking back, recovering taking to oneself so we've been looking at how those two things um, tie in and so I ask you how much of your awareness or how much of what you think is your frustration at not being seen is A, the bullshit that actually nobody sees you because actually that's a lie how much is it that you're, you're hiding? Are you hiding and waiting for someone to see you? And also, how much of that is your awareness that there are people who are not able to receive you? And receiving means regaining and taking back. How much are they actually not able to receive themselves? So would you be willing to show up in your entirety, your entirety, even if no one sees you? Would you be willing to know that you're contributing to change in the world. Even it appears, appears that no one sees you. Like the sun, right? So when the sun goes down, the sun's still shining. We don't see it, but it's still shining. And I wanted to just um end with a quote and also talking about Mozart, who's one of my favorite composers of all time. Um Wayne Dyer had a really great quote that says, Never die but your music inside you. And notice that that quote is not, never die without making sure everyone knows how amazing you are, and that they tell you how awesome your music is. Never don't die with your music inside you. And I think a lot about Mozart and how much Mozart was brilliant, brilliant, and totally fucking weird, <laughs> but brilliant, and some of the stuff he composed was just off the charts. and. I'm pretty sure he was very unrecognized while he was alive. And no one really knew him, and certainly no one appreciated his music. Um, But he didn't die with his music inside him, did he? He made his music, and he put it out there, weird or not. He did not die with his music inside him. And after he died, he was actually, nowadays, he is extremely acknowledged and very well received. Um, You know, I think intellectually, sometimes you can know that something is good, but it's very different than receiving or recognizing. So all the people who are receiving you that you are not acknowledging... Will you please allow yourself to receive that they are receiving you (laughs) and never die with your music inside you. you? Would you be willing to be the greatness that you be? Will you continue to create your masterpieces even if it's just for you? even if it's for the change that you may not even know that you're creating. So a couple points, right? No one can see me is a lie. There are people who see you and who acknowledge you or maybe they don't acknowledge you out loud, but they can receive you. There are people who are receiving you. And everywhere you're unwilling to see that, will you please destroy and uncreate it all? Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds, and everywhere you are not willing to receive yourself. Would you please destroy and uncreate all that? Right, wrong, good, bad, pod, pod, all nine shorts, we are at the end of our show already. So thank you for listening. Please do not die with your music inside. You shine bright, people. <laughs> shine bright. Join me next time on Messy Adventures in Living on FM Monday mornings at 9 a.m. I wonder what much fun we'll have next week. Bye, shinies.
0: Thanks for playing with us on Messy Adventures in Living. Katrina Fava will return next Monday at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 8 a.m. Central, 7 a.m. Mountain, and 6 a.m. Pacific on A2Zen.fm. We'd love to have you join us again. Until then, have fun creating your phenomenal life, mess and all.